Hey. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) All right. Well, this is AKA Miss Jam and welcome to my podcast. This morning I wanted to um, start a new series on what I'm going to call moi, which if you're not familiar with the term, it just means me in French. And I wanted to specifically talk about creating Uh, a routine for yourself. And this episode is all about loving yourself, accepting yourself, listening to yourself, nurturing yourself. So I invited someone who I know has a wonderful routine. I know she's probably going to say otherwise, but (laughs) let me tell you, I know her personally and professionally, and she is really good at creating a routine for yourself. So I'd like to welcome a mother, romance author Tamika Paul welcome good morning thank you for joining us oh you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did want to mention some of your accomplishments because it's awesome that you are a mother of three and you managed to um, write three books um, which I would like to mention it's called the bond that can't be broken so it is available on Amazon so go look for it um, and you are writing your fourth, is that correct? Well, that is something that is in the works. Okay, all right. So tell me about how you came to establish a routine for yourself. Are we talking about a routine for my health or for yes. writing the books for my oh my health? Okay. Yeah. Um I guess I should start back at the beginning, um, back in 2000, gosh, I guess around 2015 is when I was my heaviest. Um, I was about 240, 245. And um, at the time, I didn't really see a need to change. It wasn't until, I'd say around 217, that I started to develop a lot of problems from the additional weight. I'd always been a kind of small person, but then um, things happen, you know, life happens, and I gained a lot of weight. And so around 217, um, or not 217, yeah, 2017, that's that's right. Gosh. I I started to have a lot of problems with diabetes. I was pre-diabetic. I was having these sharp pains in my feet. Um, I couldn't hardly get up off the ground by myself. I had to have people help me up. And I was going to the Kaiser and getting like um, um, injections in my hips and in my shoulders because of all this pain that I was starting to have. And as you know, my mom died young. So um, she died at 38. And so I realized, you know, I was at the time around 46. And I'm like, okay, I want to be here as long as possible. And I'm heading in the wrong direction with my health. So I did something uh, dramatic. I started looking for different things to help me lose weight. Nothing really was working Mm -hmm. until I went to, it was a a YouTube um, channel and it had nothing to do with health, but you know how people start talking and they get into private conversations when they're on some of these things. (laughs) 
And these two yeah. women just started talking about weight loss and stuff. And one of them, she said that she had been in a car accident, but she was losing weight, even though she couldn't leave her bed. And oh, wow. So okay. The other one asked her, well, how are you doing this? And she said, I started something called intermittent fasting, where I only eat certain hours during the day. And that's it. And she goes, I'm losing weight, even though I can't even get out of bed. Oh. So I thought, well, shoot, if it's working for her and she can't even get out of bed, I'm going to try this. So I went on and I decided, okay, I need some way to be accountable. So that I stick to it. <laughs> so at the time, I was trying to fit into this dress and I knew I needed to lose maybe about 10 pounds. But when I started it, I was just trying to lose 10 pounds. And I, what I did to help myself stay accountable is I started making videos on YouTube where every day I would go onto YouTube and tell about how I felt about intermittent fasting, how it was affecting me, was it working, yada, yada. How did that feel to have to do a video every day? Did how, do, it... how do you do one? I know that I, no, I just know for myself that I, you know, making a video, I can see how it can make you, like, make you accountable, to, but, you know, like, physically, like, was it hard to do a video every single day? Uh, yeah, when you got three kids and um, a husband and you're trying to do all those things with them and then still make the video, yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay. I knew that in order for me to stay accountable and stick to it, if I made a video where I'm going to, people are going to be seeing me, okay, I got to stick to this. <laughs> okay, so that made it easier. For me yeah. to stick to okay. it. Exactly. Yeah. Since I knew I would be making these videos, I would stick to it at least for a week. I was supposed to only do it for a week or two. <laughs> okay. And I also was using it as a way to talk about my books. I talked about my books. It was a way of me getting out there to the public, trying to find different ways to advertise my books, but also do something to focus on changing my health. Okay. So you were listening to yourself. Yeah, I was I, I didn't really have a choice. I knew I was going in the wrong direction with my <laughs> health. And I said, okay, I want to be here with my kids as long as possible. So I need to change. I knew I needed to make a major change and I wasn't sure how, but this sounded like something I could stick to. So that's what I did. For some people, of course, fasting may seem really drastic, but I'm also, um, I'm a Christian. I believe in fasting and praying. So it was already okay. something that fit into my lifestyle. I just had never taken it to that level. So what I did is I fasted for 19 hours a day, eight, four, five in the beginning and making the videos every day I would I'd get up every day and I had my son would help me make the videos and I would just talk about how I felt that day what I ate okay for just just is kind of for moms out there because I I know I hear I hear 19 hours a day and I think oh my goodness 19 hours a day is a long time <laughs> And when you have kids, whether they're old or they're little, you're thinking, shoot, I got to feed my kids. How did you do 19 hours when you have other kids in your house you got to feed? Well, that was in the beginning very challenging because I also um, had a husband love to eat a lot of food. And 
<laughs> they do. So, Men tend to like to eat a lot of food. So <laughs> yeah. So I would I would pray. And I'm gonna be honest, I took it hour by hour. At first I just took it hour by hour. I said, okay, I made it through nine o'clock. Okay, let's see if I can keep going to ten o'clock. I took baby okay. steps instead of looking at where I wanted to be ten or 10 pounds, you know, think about the 10 pounds. I would just take it hour to hour as fast as you. That first week was very hard. I'm not going to lie. It was difficult. Um, I got headaches in the beginning, you know, because I wasn't eating. And I was a little lightheaded sometimes, but I wanted to get into that dress. (laughs) You know, it's all about what the picture is for ourselves. And that picture was the dress. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta have goals. So that was a goal. You had a goal. You had a goal in mind and you were set on that goal. Okay. So I stuck to it. And I'll be honest, um, I saw quick results, not just in the weight coming off, but how I felt. Um, I started to, after I got over the first maybe three or four days, I started to have energy. It was weird. Um, my energy level was starting to, um, I guess you would say stable out. I was starting to have energy Mm -hmm. again. I wasn't as completely tired. Headaches went away. Um, And I started to notice I wasn't craving things as much. And then after I made it through the first two weeks, I lost the 10 pounds. And actually in the first month, I think I lost 20. So after I lost that 10 pounds so quickly, that gets you excited about it because I'm like, it's working. Exactly. Okay. At least for me, I'm, I'm one of those people that I have to see results or I don't continue. That's (laughs) That's what it was. I saw the results and I wasn't doing much exercise at first. I'll be honest, because like I said, I was having pain in my hips, pain in my joints. And, and so I wasn't exercising very much at first at all. As a matter of fact, um, there was like a block or two away. There was a Starbucks and I would get up in the morning and I could barely make it to that Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, you know. <laughs> That's all right. It's I, you know. Exactly. I had to goals. start somewhere. <laughs> I had to start you started somewhere. somewhere. Right. So that's what I would do. I'd get up and sometimes I'd my son would come with me. I I bribe him with, you know, I'll get you some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's okay. You know, as parents, we have to somehow sometimes do that. Yeah. And that works. And it so, works. Yeah. He's like, okay, you'll get me a latte. I said, yeah, I'll get you a latte if we make it there. (laughs) That, yeah. (laughs) See, that's real. (laughs) (laughs) Some kids, yes, that, you know, that might work if you go, can you come with me? Yeah, not mine either. That doesn't work with mine either. I got (laughs) to buy them somehow with you. (laughs) So that's what I did. I would just, you know, that was about... For me in the beginning, it probably took me like 40 minutes to an hour just to do that because I wasn't very healthy. Um, but the more I did the um, the intermittent fasting, one of the things I love about intermittent fasting is it's pretty simple. It's not like you have to count. Okay, you do have to count calories. I had to stick to 12 to 15, I think. In the mm-hmm. beginning, I think I was sticking to 1,500 calories a day. And that may seem really limited, but when you start to go out there and look at what how many calories are in certain things, you start to realize that depending on what you eat, you could not even make the 1500 and be completely full. It depends on what you're eating and how many calories are in what you're eating. 
but I didn't limit myself to any particular foods. I just would stick to those calories. So if, if I wanted, <laughs> hi baby, yeah, wow. <laughs> she is, she's it, she's around, she's around. Yeah. I know it's all quiet, but she's around. She came up looking like, what's going on? And I'm like, uh oh, mommy's doing a podcast, but she can still talk. She still talks. Um, you did something that was very important though, which was accepting yourself. One, yeah. you were accepting where you were. And then you were like, okay, but I got to start somewhere. And then you went from there. And it wasn't like you, you beat yourself up on, you know, all the things that you had done before and whatever you were like, this is where I'm at. Okay. But I can change. And this is where I want to go. Well, to be honest, I need to also talk about something else where you're talking about accepting yourself. Yeah. I joined a group of women, um, and I had what was that group? It's called the Pink Pill. Okay, and so there's anybody out there that wants to go in and look it up and and find out what they're all about and join it. There you go. It's called the Pink Pill. Okay. And Crystal and Karazin is the host. Um, and back then in 2017, I would just kind of listen. It was uh, then at that time it was only on YouTube, but now they've expanded into Facebook. But I would just listen to her and she kind of helped me to wake up to where I really was realistically with my health and my size. And the things she said were kind of blunt and I didn't like it at first because I remember, you know, she was talking about, and this particular group is targeted to black women. And specifically um, the group is for black women. And I remember her talking about Gosh, what was the first thing that she said that got me to wake up? She said that we're kind of delusional about health and how um, she was talking about that being over 200 pounds and, you know, and having all these health problems is not good for you. And she was saying that um, we are seen like a joke. You know, we, we, we keep talking about, and she was talking about black women specifically, that mm-hmm. we are so independent and so a lot of people see us as so self-confident. And she said true confidence doesn't come from being, you know, 300 pounds and, you know, spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on expensive clothes and expensive hairstyles and nails and so forth. You know, that's not true confidence and it's not healthy for you to be 300 pounds or 250 pounds because it's not good. And she said other groups of women, they look at us and they laugh at us. And that Mm. was the first wake up call. And I thought, what? I'm just going to be honest. She pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I it's like going back to that saying that my mom used to say, you know, the truth sometimes hurts. Exactly. So, okay. My doctors had been trying to get me to pay attention to that. But there were so many, especially back in 2017, there were so many things about, well, just accept yourself no matter what size you are, you know. And I had really bought into that. And so even though my doctors were telling me, you need to lose weight, you're very unhealthy, you're getting diabetic, you know, a lot of your health problems are associated with your weight. I would just kind of listen to them and it really went in one ear and out the other. I'm going to be honest. But it was this group of women and um, her saying that that made me kind of look at it as, what? And, you know, she said that we are really um, kind of putting ourselves out of the game when it comes to finding husbands and men. 
because we're not competition and that, you know, we need to take our health more serious. And Mm. that was my wake up call. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wake up call. Well, yeah, it was somebody else. We all need a wake up call. You need to take your health more serious. And so I wanted to see if she was right. You know, is it true? Do I mean, are we really seen that way? Because I, you know, um, my child, we left the time lived in a predominantly all white neighborhood. There were a couple of other races of, of women, but I really felt that I was like very socially accepted and everyone would smile and speak to me. But I'll be honest, when I lost, I lost a hundred pounds. When I lost a hundred pounds, I was treated differently by those women. And it wasn't until I lost the weight that I saw what she was saying was true. And once mm. I lost the weight, I'm in a different category. Now I'm competition. And those women didn't wave and smile at me no more. I'll be honest. And But I'd had to lose the weight to really see what she was saying is true. Well, yeah. So I lost the weight. I, I Like I said, for me, it took me about, when I got serious with it, I lost it in about nine to ten months. Um, when I started intermittent fasting, I was around 225. So I had lost 25 pounds between 2015 and 2017. And I was kind of keeping those 20 pounds off. But when I, like I said, in 2017, with all my health problems, and then joining the pink pill group with women who were believed in improving yourself and taking it serious, um, I started to get into intermittent fasting and I stuck with it till I got all the weight off, at least where I wanted to be, which is around 140. Did you struggle with, um, cause I know that with me, with my routine and creating a routine, I think uh, one of the biggest things I struggle with is my own mental state and making sure that I am grounded mentally so that I can do the things that I am trying to do or bringing myself back down to earth because I'm in la la land. Cause I have 50 million ideas that are going throughout my head and what I need to do and, and all these different things. How did you ground yourself or figure out like what worked for you and what you needed to do to get your mental self, you know, to a point that it's, Um, progression was in a positive, you know, direction. Okay. Mentally. um, That is one of the biggest things you have to overcome with any goal. For me, mentally, I had set a goal. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to get healthy as I could possibly get. And I also wanted to be a role model to other black women a women in general who are dealing with being overweight that you can do it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to not only get myself healthy, but also be a role model to other women that it can be done. And so those were my also be here for my children, get my health back because I had three kids and I wanted to be here with them as long as I possibly can. Um, So those three things were my goals and mentally I kept that in the back of my mind, whenever I would get to the point where I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm sick of this (laughs) or I'm tired of this routine. I would remind myself why I'm doing it. 
What is my goal? What do I want to accomplish? Also, I started to um, look for other people, like-minded people. I had the group of women who were helping me stay focused on my goal of wanting to be a role model in this area. Like-minded people. Okay, it's very important. It is. Having a group of people that are like-minded is very important. Also, for me as a Christian prayer, I would go to scriptures and meditate on scriptures, positive scriptures about believing in myself, trusting that God is there for me, that he's going to help me through this and see see me to the other end of it. So I would focus on scriptures. I would um, get on to any type of, um, I was also on Instagram because I was advertising my books on Instagram, but I started to not only focus on my writing and my advertising, I started to follow people who were trying to lose weight and follow Mm. people that were positive. And that also was a very big help. And I would. So you were creating a positive environment, environment for you. Exactly. Um, okay. I created the environment that I needed to help me stay focused. And okay. that's what I did. I also realized that I had to be the one to um, inspire myself when I wasn't feeling inspired. I had to focus on that. I didn't need to have someone cheering me along. I had to cheer me along. And I had to keep in mind that, yeah, I'm feeding all these people this food that I'm not going to be eating, but I don't need them to tell me, you know, mom, great job. You lost another five pounds. I had to be my biggest cheerleader and I had to be able to make the food for them, but not eat it. But how I did that was I kept my mind focused on what my goal is and that this is for me. I need to lose this weight for me. And I need to be the one to motivate me. I have to stay on track. I don't need them, my my family, really telling me constantly, good job, mom. I had to do that for me. The goal had to be focused on, well, keeping in mind that I don't need them cheering me along. I have to cheer me along. It was about me focusing on me, having enough um, confidence, love for myself, to do it and to stick to it. Would you say that loving yourself is a huge part of it? Exactly. I had to also accept the fact that staying that size and staying unhealthy was not true loving myself. That just looking great because I love clothes and dressing nice (laughs) and doing my hair wasn't enough. (laughs) So I had to realize that part of loving yourself is taking care of yourself. Like it says that um, our body is a temple of God. You know, and so what kind of temple do you want? I mean, think about a church. When you go to a church, it's clean. It's nice. People take good care of it. Well, we need to do the same with our body. There was this quote that I used to meditate on. It said, take care of your body like you're going to live forever. Take care of your soul like you're going to die tomorrow. And so I would meditate on that and remember that, okay, I need my body. (laughs) So I need to take care of it. You know, it's kind of like a, a car. You have to put gas in it. You have to do the oil changes. You have to do all the maintenance. You got to wash it. it. You got to clean it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I started to realize that I had to do that with my body. I had to take care of it. You know, I have to eat the right foods. I have to do the exercising. 
Yeah, as I got further and further along, I did start to have an exercise routine because I finally had the energy to exercise. And the pain in my, my hips went away. The pain in my shoulders went away. I had more energy. And I was able to walk to that Starbucks. And then it got to the point where I could jog to that Starbucks, you know. So the more and more weight I lost, the healthier I felt, the more I could do. And then I started to incorporate an actual exercise routine that I did um, at least See, that's five important. days a week. That is very important for people to know out there because a lot of people think, oh, I have to have, I got it. I, yes, you do have to exercise, but to start you, like you said in the beginning, you didn't exercise. You were, uh, it was focused on like food and just getting down your routine and, and figuring out what was going to work for you. And then as you progressed, you started to do the exercise. So that's important for people to realize that you don't have to have it all down and start from the very beginning. Of course, if you want to, it's, you know, the great, it's not going to hinder anything, but if you have to start slower and that's the pace you have to start at, that's perfectly fine. That's where that, where you are, where that particular individual is, and it'll still work. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, the woman who got, who first turned me on to this, she couldn't do anything because she'd been in a car accident. She was in a bed, you know, she couldn't move, but she was losing weight by doing that. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But how I saw that is if she can lose weight and, and not even exercise at all, at least I can walk down the street, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And little goals, you know, but that is still a goal. I, I, I have to tell myself and every day is different. There's other days where I have bigger goals and some days where I have smaller goals, but the idea is to create a goal, have a goal in mind, accomplish that goal, no matter how big or small that goal is reward myself for the fact that you stuck to it. You did it. You Mm -hmm. had a goal, you accomplished the goal and and being happy and, and with myself and knowing that yes i did something positive for me and to keep me you know happy to keep me grounded to keep me nurtured you know making sure i'm listening to myself and yeah. overall doing all of those things is helping me to learn and to incorporate loving myself exactly so well, thank you so much, Meek, for joining. I know I call you Meek. I'm not everybody's <laughs> going to call you Meek. It's Tomika for everybody out there, but I call her Meek. So that's what I call her. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for joining me this morning. It was really um, always inspirational to, to talk with you on um, this subject of you and, and learning and, and your, well, us, your meaning moi, yourself. And, Can I um, add um, one more thing? Yeah. There was yeah, something go ahead. one of my children said. It was my oldest oh, child. Oh my. And I remember saying to him, this was back in probably around 2017, um, that by the time I turned 50, because I was 46, I said, I want to be in shape and I want to be a hot mom. And he <laughs> laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my son would laugh at me too. <laughs> he laughed. 
you know, and he said, mom, you're, we're fat, just accept it. And I didn't, that didn't sit well with me because I didn't want him to Mm. think that you can't accomplish your goals, you know? And I thought, I don't have to accept this weight. I'm not going to. And so I'm now 50. I just turned 50. And I you're 50. I'm 50. Yes, if anybody out there is wondering why I'm laughing, if you see a picture of Tamika, you will realize that she does not look 50. <laughs> well, I am, though. <laughs> and see, now that we're telling you, you're going to be like, uh, we're going to get a lot of comments, people going, what? She's 50? Yeah. Yep. Yep. She is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I cut you off. So yeah, no. he, so he was saying that, yeah, you didn't, you didn't want to um, let him ex- think that he had to accept that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I wanted to set an example mm-hmm. for them that you can make your dreams come true. You can accomplish your goals. It took me four years, three, I guess three years from 2017. No, actually I lost the weight. Yeah. I think beginning of 2019 or in 2018. But um, I want you to see that you can You don't have to accept Just keep going in the right direction. Take baby steps. Baby steps. But keep going in the right direction and stay consistent. Consistency is what what gets you there is consistency. What you do consistently is what you're successful at. Whether you do something consistently positive, it will lead you to your goals and your dreams coming true. But if you do something consistently negative, you'll go in the wrong direction. You have to make that choice. All right. Well, thank you. That was, um, (laughs) I'm going to end on that. I'm going to end on that and just adding out there um, for all my listeners out there, um, just to, it's not, you're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. So I'm going to end on that note. And this is AKA Miss Jim. Thank you very much for joining this podcast. I will have more on the MWA series. Um, So, you know, stay tuned, make sure you subscribe and you can tune in for when I have another podcast. It's been a great day. So um, thank you again, Mika, for joining. And, um, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. You're always inspirational. Don't forget to go check out her book, The Bond That Can't Be Broken on Amazon. She is also on Patreon for anyone out there that needs a little help or coaching. She is out there for you. So yes. um, thank you again and have a great day.